Women Who Rock With Success complies with the rules and terms according to the Federal Communications Commission podcast guidelines. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are their own, and their appearance on our digital media platforms does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. All guests who embrace our media stations are experts who are licensed in their fields of occupation. All rights reserved. Love to shop local? Now there's one more reason. It's called See You Soon Coupons. Your neighborhood flower shop, or the small Chinese restaurant, or the cafe on the corner, or the hair salon you go to every few weeks, may soon give you that simple coupon that rewards you for your repeat visit. Personalized just for you. Now admit it, you secretly love those coupons that the big retailers always give you. Now your neighborhood small merchant can too. And guess what? They're better. They're quick, digital, and all in one place on your phone, even if you have an old phone. Just ask your merchant if they want to see you soon. I'm sure they already know that these are free forever to use and for unlimited use. Check these out at seesoon.us. S-E-E-S-O-O-N dot U-S. Coming soon to a store near you. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Women Who Rock With Success, which is an award-winning show for professional women. We profile a collective of amazing women who are thriving to build their brand. Women are handpicked in various fields who can provide credible information to build your business and lifestyle. We are live each Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, followed by our latest brand, Women Who Rock Investigates. To learn more about us, go to our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccess.com. Now, let's join our podcast host in the studio, Mrs. Diane Winbush. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is our second segment for today, and we thank you so much for tuning in and rejoining us on our second episode. This is your show host, Ms. Diane Winbush. And so today we will be talking to a film director and screenwriter that's in the studio with us today, and she is none other than Miss Leslie Ann Coles. So good morning and welcome to Women Who Rock With Success Media. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Absolutely. So let's um, kind of uh, get a little bit uh, about you, um, I guess, uh, starting off, and what kind of uh, geared you or thrived you into uh, becoming a screenwriter and also a producer and film director as well. So share a little bit about uh, you and your career uh, with the audience. Yes. Well, I am a screenwriter and filmmaker, but I also run the Female Eye Film Festival, and that is celebrating its 20th anniversary edition, June 9th to the 12th at Kistel Lightbox. So we show films directed by women from around the world. And it started back in 2001 when I was a filmmaker attending international film festivals uh, with my debut film. And I noticed there weren't a lot of women at these events. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, so that's been kind of exciting. and, And the fact that we're 20 years strong is, kind of incredible I'm sort of pinching myself but it's been a it's been a lot you know there's been a lot going on um with the industry and changes in the industry and 
equity, more equity, not just for women, but for um, racialized minorities. So that's been a huge. So I'm, I'm also an advocate and um, a strong um, uh, voice for underrepresented uh, filmmakers, actually. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of my legacy. Um, that I am in production with a short film that was funded by Canada Council and the Ontario Arts Council. It's going to be a 20-minute film titled The Curtain. And I'm going back into production following the, this iteration of the film festival. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So thank you for that. Thank you for that introduction of, of, of um, a little bit about what you do and who you are. Um, you know, for I think for the month of March and uh, February, Black History Month, and I think for the Women Month, with this, which was in the month of March, we kind of celebrated a lot of impact for women. And um, several of them came from the same type of field, such as yourself, you know, working in film industry. But the key po- component that kind of ties uh, you all together was the fact that all of you all, it's, 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 some of the films were based, you know, trying to send a message to the uh, minority communities as well. And then to be able to send a strong message, to, you know, I guess into reality of those types of communities, which that is something that is so, so wonderful. Um, and so thank you so much for your service. Uh, so the name, The Female Eye, so talk to us a little bit about that. I know that you just shared just a minute ago that, you know, everything is not kind of based around women, but some female too. So kind of share share a little bit about that as to the top, the title and the topic of that uh of that uh, title, the Female Eye Film Festival. That's correct. And you know, you'll love our tagline, always honest, not always pretty. And that grew okay. out of, uh, that grew out of uh, my experience of, um, you know, looking at the films that were coming to the festival year after year. And there's a bit of a stereotype that women create, mm-hmm. uh, you know, light, frothy kind of, female sort of chick flick. So when we first started the festival in the early years, there was this kind of idea floating around that women uh, created films just for women audiences. So it would be like, Mm -hmm. it would be equivalent. It would be really honestly equivalent to saying that, you know, um, men uh, show films, you know, directed by men for men and so there was this bit of a stereotype or stigma that if a film um, was created by a woman written and directed by a woman um, you know that it was a chick flick basically so we worked really Mm -hmm. hard in the first decade of the festival to really dispel that myth that stereotype and so one of the two of the one of the programs that's become really popular at the festival believe it or not is the friday and saturday night late night thrills and chills program so we show films Mm -hmm. that are suspense thriller um you know some are pretty frightening (laughs) films (laughs) at the festival in the in in the in the evening um so yeah so that's kind of cool and, you know, we have galas and we have great script development program that's open to men mm-hmm. and women. We wanted mm-hmm. to include men. So we didn't want to have an organization that was right. at, the, at the 
exclusion of men. That was never the vision of the female eye. To show films directed by women, okay. yes, because they're underrepresented, mm-hmm. um, but not certainly not to say, hey, you know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna include men. That would be foolish, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it appears that you certainly have already uh, built some milestones, uh, Leslie, with uh, the I-Film, the female iFilm Festival. So um, kind of tell us a little bit, how has that been rewarding for you down through the years? This is this is a milestone, and it's turning into absolutely a legacy. You know, it's it's kind of... You know, uh, you know, we still hear about the Warner Brothers, and we still hear about other, um, I guess, MGM studios and what have you. But you know, it seems like where you're going, it's it's going to, uh, you know, result into a long-term legacy. So, how has that been, uh, you know, rewarding for you down through the years? Well, I'll tell you, it's it's a it's a blessing, and in, in that I've really become sort of really familiar with the industry and the way it works from the top down. Mm-hmm. Um, we really support independent filmmakers in Canada in particular. We don't have a studio system. We, we have mm-hmm. independent filmmakers who raise money for their films through public funders. It's a unique system. So basically our government takes tax money from everybody who works in the country outside of the <laughs> cultural sector and within and they they take their money and they put it in a fund for arts and culture and so in okay. film the tele- telephone canada and ontario creates and the cmf uh canadian media fund support the production of film and idms and you know television and so they get behind it mm-hmm. and there's great tax incentives for producers and filmmakers to make films because you can recoup a lot of the money you invest through the tax credit system. Mm-hmm. So that's unique to Canada. But we all, you know, everybody goes to the same funders. So it's very competitive. They're very competitive mm-hmm. funds. Um, and unfortunately, ironically, uh, the United States and Canada, even though we're brothers and sisters, we're, we don't have a co-production treaty between our countries. So Canada has co-production treaties wow. with pretty much 52 countries around the world, but we do not have mm-hmm. a co-production treaty with America, meaning that an American filmmaker or producer could come here and say, hey, I've got a really great project. And we have screenwriters coming from America and filmmakers as mm-hmm. well, joining us at the festival June 9th to the 12th. But we don't really have mm-hmm. opportunities for production collaborations between our two countries because it's not baked into our funding, um, uh, like our funding mandates and, and so on. So I find that odd, actually. Despite mm-hmm. that, there's great collaborations between American and Canada when it involves big studios like Netflix opened up here, Amazon opened mm-hmm. up here. Um, you know, we have snowbirds. In Canada, we refer to them as snowbirds, and they, and they have companies in both America and Canada. So they do business on both sides of the border. So it's just interesting. Um, It's a very different kind of structure here in terms of how things get created and made. Um, And, yeah, so I don't know if I answered your question, actually. I probably went off on a tangent. 
Did I? No, no, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine because it's so interesting because that was going to be the question, actually, uh, Leslie. That was going to be my next question, and you already answered it before you, you answered a two-pronged question, and that was great because I was going to uh, um, ask in regards to, the, the, the I guess, the diversity between or the difference between the Canadian uh, film industry as well as the um, U.S. film industry and how they perhaps maybe uh, try to um, do they co-mingle or what have you and what's the difference because that's what we've been having uh, recently is basically international film production producers and what have you. And so uh, I was right. like, um, okay, is, is America, you know, kind of being supported in that area because it seems like it's growing, it's a growing trend on an international basis as well, especially British, U.K., you know, these people are coming out with their, with, you know, streaming and what have you. They're coming out oh, with yeah. these films. And, and I'm like, it's yep. going to kind of kind of basically take over the U.S., <laughs> you know, if uh, oh, yeah. you know, if they don't beat their, beat their game up because they are interesting stories, Leslie. Okay, so we had one that was on here, I think it was in March, and it was Funds to Grave, and every film director that has been on the on the show um, this year, it sends a powerful message, and I think that's where perhaps maybe the international film directors, I'm sorry to say that, because <laughs> I'm an American, but yeah. I'm sorry to say the, 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 the international film directors are going to be able to touch the heart of Americans more. I'm just, I'm just I don't know, uh, yeah. I'm just putting that out there, because what Not I've been true. seeing and hearing, and yeah, the books and, and things, and the in the film releases, I'm like, wait a minute, these things are to heart because we have to be concerned and be in consideration also as to the lifestyle of people, the ethnicities, the cultures. We have to be sensitive to everybody's type of backgrounds, and I and I just love it. I agree. For the things of you, I, I love humble women. I love it. I love what you all are doing. And I'm like, you, United States, you better get, you better tighten your game up because it seems like <laughs> these film directors, they're coming, they're coming in with full force because it's something different in the 21st century. I'm serious. It is yeah, something absolutely. totally, yeah, it's something absolutely. totally, totally different. So if you would, we would like to hear about this, uh, this next pre-production that you got coming out called the Love at Cliff's Edge. So we want you to kind of share some of the highlights and takeaways, uh, little nuggets of that as well, if you would. Um, I know it hasn't came to post-production or, I guess, the, uh, the full production phase yet, but uh, if you would be willing to share a little bit about that. Okay. Sorry, which title, which project? It's The project is the Love at Cliff's Edge. It's a pre-production that they have um, that's listed under um, uh, under your name. Yes, ma'am. What? I, Gosh, I'm doing something. Yeah, I, 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 I think that one of the stars is Gertrude. Yes, ma'am, it's under you, yes. The one of the stars is Gertrude oh. um, Edwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Ma'am. I can't really talk about that project right now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. But we okay. can talk about yeah, yeah, no, I can't. I can't really talk about that right now. You, that's because on the IMDb, okay. right? Okay, so <laughs> so I think this is the thing where my world gets confused. So I'm a hyphenate, okay. like a lot of people who work in the industry. So I'm an actress. I'm a screenwriter. I'm a filmmaker. I produce and I run the female <laughs> film festival. I know. Well, my back hurts just okay. thinking about it. To tell you the truth. <laughs> Uh, 
So I do a lot. Um, and in, during the pandemic, I, I certainly dug back into my creative work. So I really, mm-hmm. I just made my, up my mind that I needed to write and I needed to direct my own work. So I wrote a short film that was inspired by a one-star motel that ended up getting demolished before I went into, went to camera, believe it or not. And I had to scramble to find a new location. And it's okay. called The Curtain. So that is the project that I'm specifically working on right now and finishing. Um, other than the female I.N., I wrote a Western, a female-driven Western set in 1873 okay. called Foil Dove that okay. won 12 international screenwriting awards. And I'm hoping to get that in production. And Telefilm Canada actually supported the script development of that. And another uh, feature I'm penning titled Love in Vain, based on a story that came to me from the U.S. So those are two projects I'm working on as a creator, like a writer-director. And the other projects I am, I've been, I'm being, I'll be acting in. I'll be, I'll be performing in as, a, as an actor member. So that's why okay. it gets confused. I'm really curious to check out what you're talking about. I'm thinking something's going on that I don't know about. Maybe my agent knows. Um, but I'm not, I don't know what's going on. That's how busy I am. I'm just losing my mind. I can't keep track mm-hmm. of everything right now. Yes, ma'am. Wow. It's under your filmography page. Yes, ma'am. It's under that. So, I mean, we don't want to discuss because there may be disclaimers attached to that, and so we don't want to discuss it. Maybe. We want to protect whatever I'm... rights, you know, that is associated with it. Right. But I, I was like, okay, this lady is moving. She doesn't move from RoboCop and all of these other things. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> true. I, I did those and things. So I, love I, it. I admit to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love it when women can keep it uh, moving forward. I really do because uh, there are so many challenges uh, that women face. They go through a lot of things. Uh, you know, we, on the show we have different types of women that come on the show. One lady, she comes in and she, um, you know, she gets fired off of her corporate America job, and then now she's landed a, a, a position on her own, and she has a seven uh, uh, annual. Uh, she has a seven-digit annual income and you know and so that's stuff like that that amazes me i really love it wow um yeah yeah and she got fired and and so she shared with us is heather monahan i think that's if i'm pronouncing that right is she was uh i think uh one of our cover photo magazines back in 2014 or something like that but um she did she and it and it 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 just livid she was livid and then once she got up and she dusted herself off And once she dusted herself off, now that lady is gone. And I think uh, one of her slogans is boss in heels. So now she's the boss, you know, until her (laughs) boss terminating her. (laughs) So she's the boss. Exactly, exactly. I absolutely love it. That's great. Exactly. And so another one that we had. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Leslie. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm fascinated by this. No, no. Please, please tell me. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. like completely fascinated. She, she, yeah, she was an NBC. Um, she was an NBC producer, 
And so, of course, when the 2008 economic crash kind of hit, you know, everybody was downsizing, even the news media, the production, the broadcasting media, all of it. And so she got terminated. And now she turned around and she said, no, I can't do this. She went in and she flipped it. And so I'm no longer a producer, but I can do something. And so she has her own uh, coaching business as well. And then she also kind of helped other people with, you know, master classes and training and media, producing film and all of those uh, types of things. So those are the types. So I love talking to women that are humble. They have went through challenges. And then they said, look, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to get up. It doesn't matter. You fire me me i'm gonna keep moving so i love it i really do so uh we're going to talk about um also uh, leslie real briefly you know with, with in regards you're coming up to the 20 year anniversary i mean that's a long time that's you know it takes a while for us to even keep uh <laughs> a lot of things going Listen. for even 60 days but 20 years now tell me about it listen so, i woke up and i said to myself i'm 20 years old that's the thing that hit me the hardest was that it was just like wow i'm 20 years older that's what the 20th anniversary mm-hmm. did i went i can't believe 20 years why wow. it just blows my wow. mind but that put the fire wow. under me that's where i just said okay you know what i am going to i got stuff to do i have more to do i guess you know time is an interesting thing you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) it makes us sort of look at and say wow you know we gotta Mm -hmm. I don't know we just gotta keep going and doing and and life I think of it is wide but short you know it's it's Mm -hmm. life is wide but short you know there's a lot to do but there's you know, so that's and I think too, Leslie. Anniversary. Yes, yep. I think also too, Leslie. It's an impact. I think you are making an impact. So take for instance, if someone else take for instance, some of the other film directors that we may have had on the show previously. Okay, we've been doing this five or ten years, but now we can watch her model. We can watch the model of Leslie Ann Coles. We can see how she has triumphed over whatever it is that she had to go through. Because I'm I'm pretty sure when you're working with film, you're working with people, casting, mm-hmm. and all of these other mm-hmm. things, it can be challenges throughout the year. You know, you have some bumps, you have some falls, you have some people say yes, some people say no, some people say I'm going to walk away, and then you have some indiscretions and what have you, but this can also be a model as well where people can be able to look up to you, which is going to be the next question that I would like to ask for uh, from you is if is if you would share with the audience were there any type of uh, mentors that perhaps maybe helped you or inspired you along the way we're not talking about right now i've looked at your filmography and things i don't think you need any mentors (laughs) but i'm talking about when you first got started was there were anyone that who inspired you to be able to continue to to keep you motivated yes ma'am well you know it's interesting what keeps me motivated other creators, other creative people, other other people who mm-hmm. are creating content that inspires me. I I think it takes tenacity, and you have to have okay. a thick skin to work in this industry or any creative industry because you can take a lot of hits. You deal with a lot of rejection. You you mm-hmm. deal with you know I mean how many times have we heard stories of of great films or great projects that have 
come out, they appear to have come out of nowhere, overnight success. In mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. when you hear the people talk about the production, they'll say it took 10 years or 20 years to make this. Nobody mm-hmm. believed in it. Nobody wanted it. It wasn't its right time. It was ahead of its time. I mean, so, you know, I think you have to have a thick skin. I think that's helped me. I am one of the most tenacious women, <laughs> apparently, okay. according to people who know me. I'm pretty tenacious <laughs> and determined. And when I set my mind to something, like a lot of women, we don't let go easily. We're, we're a little bit like Rottweilers. I hate. I don't mean to offend anyone out there who owns a Rottweiler, but we do tend to we do tend to sink our teeth in, and 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 we really commit ourselves to things that we care about. So I think you know the people who inspired me actually at an early age. Uh, my mother for sure, um, and I had some really great mm-hmm. teachers, believe it or not, in grade school who recognized that I couldn't sit still in a classroom, that I had um, a creative spirit, okay. and they saw that, and they encouraged that. So while other kids were sitting in their classroom attending uh, to the chalkboard, I was I was running around making up plays and then knocking on all the classroom doors in the school, disrupting every mm-hmm. class, and then performing my plays and my performances, <laughs> often okay. recruiting other actors along the way. And then I continued that through high school. So I think I, you know, my mother recognized that I, I had difficulties and I was a disruption in the classroom. And she was encouraged by my teachers at the time that they just let me into dance, theater, anything. Get her out of the classroom, put her in the weekends, <laughs> make sure she's busy and active. And my mother, wow. God bless her, she's still with us. She she really kept me in the arts from a very young age and never mm-hmm. told me I couldn't do anything. My parents, my father's okay. passed, but my my mother and my father never told me I couldn't do anything. I could go to them and say, I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the moon now and become a, become an astronaut. And they would say, okay, good. You go and do that, Leslie Ann. Like there was never any, mm-hmm. I never felt there was any limitation to what I could do or anyone could mm-hmm. do if sure. we wanted it, mm-hmm. if we wanted to do it. And I think those were huge, made huge impressions on me. Okay. that continue to, to this day. Mhm, mhm. Absolutely. That is wonderful, especially when you have your relatives there, you know, uh, doing, you know, backing. And so that from your story that you shared with your parents, it kind of tells me, too, that your, your parents foresaw some things. They foresaw it, and that's the reason mm-hmm. why they continue to push and thrive. They foresaw some things from the beginning, you know, uh, you know, not trying to get religious here, but I'm just saying they foresaw some things no, as to what perhaps maybe have, you know, we see this, you know, we, you know, sometimes parents don't share dreams and affirmations with their children, not all the time, but, you know, it was something they, they, they had to have seen in order for them to continue to thrive you the way that they did, push you. Okay, if you want to be an astronaut, go ahead. If you want to go to the top of the moon, <laughs> they knew that you had the package that was on the inside of you to be able to complete what it is that you needed to do to what, what, what to fulfill whatever it was 
they knew that the package was down on the inside. It was already downloaded. So that's the reason why they not only did they, they actually light the torch for you, but they held it for you. Oh, okay, I'm going to move on to something else. Okay. They did. So, <laughs> absolutely. They did. That, no, but that's, that's well said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well they said. lit it. Yes, they lit the they torch for and you, I, I think... and then they and they held your arms up too. Mm-hmm. They did, ahead, and they held ahead. their I'm arms sorry. up. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, and I really think you know that it's important as as people that we do that, that we mm-hmm. are encouraging and supportive of each other and mm-hmm. the young people coming up to to let them know that they can whether it's in the arts or other areas, that they can make a difference mm-hmm. and that they can they can do mm-hmm. it. I just take one person. My, my, my yeah. mentors or my in, people that encouraged me were my grade mm-hmm. school teachers, you know? Okay. So that's interesting. That goes back a ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, you know, from your story, just from what your story, these parents, were, they was like, okay, then we see what this, this child has right here. This child has something different on the inside, meaning it, it wasn't any different from the rest of your siblings if you had to have siblings or what have you. But, you know, it's it's like, you know, dreams and affirmations may come, and the parents will see it, and they will see it. They may not, you know, from I'm from the older school generation back in the 70s mm-hmm. and early uh, late 60s and so with that you know people parents didn't really just you know open up their mouths and just share a whole lot but what they did they they took what they knew and then they said okay then you know you know this we want you to go this way without them even trying to put you on a pedestal as a child but what we're going to do is oh okay you think you can go in there and swim the seven seas okay go ahead that's what they thought they thought that this this child that we have she can do this and we're going to push her to the highest and that's the reason why i feel that your your legacy continues it's not only the I'm telling you, I'm going to get off course here. It's not only the, the, the female iFilm festival, but it's the legacy of what your parents have pushed and in, installed, deposited, and downloaded on the inside of you that continues to keep. You know, it's like a little wheel that's turning and things. It turns, it keeps turning, it keeps turning. And so it keeps turning because of what they have in, deposited on the inside. And so whatever it is that that torch that they lit for you years prior, you won't let it die. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why you're so energetic. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just talking. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a big, big huge part of it. Yeah. I I, I, it's, I, feel blessed in that regard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are some of the long terms for you, uh, Leslie? Which is going to be the last uh, question. We're going to get ready to wrap this interview up. Um, what are some of the long terms that you would like to... Um, fulfill, you know, I know it's not just it's for women, it's for men as well, but of course the primary, you know, uh, 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 thing is women, perhaps, but what, what would be one of the, mm-hmm. your long-term goals for the film production industry that you have? What is one of the long-term goals? I know that your parents already have, have, have went in and they've laid the groundwork, basically. And so what are some of the mm-hmm. long-term goals for the film industry? What would you like to see that you would like to see for women as to how they would perceive and also, you know, view your message even later on, you know, as things change. we got things change all the yeah. time. We've got money changing. We've got oh, cryptocurrency. We got everything going on. 
Go ahead. Of oh, course. I know. It's confusing. I um yeah. I would say what I would like to see is in the future, and I would love to be a part of it, would be to see more mentoring of uh, girls and women and underprivileged women and girls uh, who have stories to tell um, and see them um, making film. And, you know, I think still when we in- imagine a director... If we close our eyes, I bet you most of us still see a man standing behind a camera. And so I hope that that changes and that we see, um, you know, more diversity in terms of voices and storytelling and that and that the, the table, uh, you know, if there's not enough room for women at the table, that we just keep building a bigger table. We'll just keep building a longer table. Okay. So I, I mean, I certainly hope to be involved in the in the producing other women's stories. Actually, uh, for myself, my my vision is that I have a good, you know, twenty or thirty years where I can actually um, help with the production of other people's stories that I am equally passionate about, even if I didn't create it, Mm -hmm. it came to me that I'd like to be able to Mm -hmm. help facilitate that. And, um, and I hope that the young women who are working with me on the festival now will take it over and that the legacy of the female Mm -hmm. eye film festival will continue even when I'm no longer a part of it. That's, that's my greatest hope for the future is that the festival will live on and um, that it will be younger women on the forefront, on the front lines, steering it into the future. Okay. Okay. That's wonderful. Okay. So before we um, allow you to be able to share with the guests, of course, we don't want, uh, you know, we want the audience to uh, make sure that we clarify. So you are uh, Ontario. It's Ontario, Canada, because I want to make sure that, uh, that uh, we are reviewing your information, right, as a filmography. you got a lot of line up, and so that's where we got the information uh, uh, is the mm-hmm. love at Cliff's Edge. That's the post-production. It's a pre-production, actually. So I just wanted to make sure and wanted to clarify. i got to go look at that. Uh, you know, I'm that telling you. I'm, I'm, i got to go <laughs> look at that. I'm going to ask Sasha, Sasha to email you and ask me. Yeah, because I know I was asked if I would be on this particular film, and so mm-hmm. it's not in production yet. I'm pretty sure it's that project. Anyway, um, okay. what was your question? <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. No, no, I just wanted to be able to share with the audience and things. And so in, in Toronto, case that they actually, go in and, and... Toronto, Toronto, Canada, Toronto, Ontario. Toronto's in Canada. So really, uh, more accurately, I would say Toronto. The festival takes place okay. in Toronto at Tissell Lightbox. June 9th to the 12th. Okay. So if you're in Toronto or you're in the GTA, uh, join us. Um, there's some great films, lots of free industry sessions where you can learn about where people get money from and, and join the script reading series and hear people have mm-hmm. their screenplays read from Los Angeles and from across Canada. So, yeah, I, I would say Toronto, Toronto, Canada, or Toronto, Ontario, Okay, Canada. okay. Okay, okay. We just wanted to clarify, just in case if someone gets off the show and say, okay, we want to search it for ourselves. So we just wanted to clarify that, uh, and and you'll be able to go back and see it. You'll see it, too, as well on our side here in the U.S. So um, share with the uh, – with the, 
yeah, share with the audience how they can be able to connect with you if you would desire for them to follow you on any social media platforms or any books that you have published and written um, or your next uh, upcoming film. You can be able to share that as well. Okay, so I would say follow us, follow me and on the female eye on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It's at female eye, that's F-E-M-A-L-E-E-Y-E. And uh, L.A. Coles, so Leslie Ann, L.A. Coles or Leslie Ann Coles on Facebook, Instagram. I have a handle as a poet. I write poetry and prose because it's quick and doesn't take as long as writing a screenplay, and I've always written it. So I have a handle on Instagram, which is snowgirlpoet. So people can find my write, uh, some of my writing there. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Leslie, we have had a ball with you on today. Okay. We have had very, very much fun. I love it. And so women okay, who rock with success, you know where to go. Yes, absolutely. You know where to go uh, to find our next upcoming guest. You, our social media handles are women who rock with success media. And so we want to thank okay, everyone great. for uh, being with us on today. So Leslie, thank you once again and have everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Great meeting you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Absolutely.